Blog Talk Radio. Father God, let your kingdom come. Sovereign Lord, let your will be done. I trust you more than anyone. Your faithfulness like the rising sun. Spirit, come have your way in me. Give me ears to hear, give me eyes to see. Show me who I'm supposed to be. Cause without you, I am
glad God has given us another opportunity to be here, to gather, to hear from him, to receive from him, so that our lives can be changed forever, forever. Again, welcome to the show. I am Terrence. And I am Tanisha. And today is May the 3rd, 2023. It's 7.08 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are already in May. Yeah. This, this year is going by. April showers bring, brings May flowers. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what season we're in. So we've been having fall, winter, a uh, little bit of spring, a little taste of summer, all, all in April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody said May is called May because you, you may get rain, you may get snow, you may like you don't know what you're gonna get. But thankfully, even though that's what life is presenting itself in the natural, or that's how life is presenting itself in the natural, we know that in the spiritual, that no matter what life hands us, that we can put our faith and trust and hope in Jesus Christ because He promises that all things will work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't do nothing without the Lord. And it's one thing uh, Jesus talked about. He can't do nothing without the Father. And, and we have to have him with us because we can't do anything. No thing can we do without the Lord. And um, he sustains us. And when he does it, everything God does, he does well. And if we want something done well, you want something done right, turn it over to the Lord. But if you want something jacked up, you go right ahead. <laughs> Keep doing it. And that's, that's the only outcome. It's going to be flawed. It's going to be jacked up. Mm-hmm. God is the one that does everything, and he does it well. Everything that he made, he said it was good. And so... It's the fact that we turn away from how God wants things done and we see the results of everything that's existing that has been done without God, things that we've done on our own uh, because we wanted to do it this way because we feel it's better. Um we have a very annoying habit as human beings of doing it, of wanting to change things uh, and switch things around. It's one thing to to grow. It's one thing to to go from glory to glory. And then it's another thing to alter because God has a path for all of us. He has a, a, a direct connect to whatever it is that that he has assigned to our lives, but it's up to us to believe that and to trust it and to tap into to what God is saying so we can hear his instructions. Mm-hmm. Because uh, us as, 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 as true believers, us as Christians, we don't, we don't move like the world. We don't think like the world. The world moves in fear. The world moves in wondering. The world is hasty. <laughs> the world is quick to speak. 
Mm-hmm. It's slow to hear. Yep. And the Bible tells us to do the opposite. And so we we have to first know that the word of God is the word of God and the word of God is truth. And then when you believe that, you got to act on it. You We have things that we have to do. We have some actions. We have some 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 dependencies that that we have to take and, and and perform in order to to see what God has promised us manifest. And so it's it's really time for us to be more responsible with our faith and more more in tune with what God is saying from the spiritual side because God is a spirit and a lot of us just look for God in religion you know but we we can religiously do anything we create habits and and it looks good you know there's nothing wrong with, 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 with being disciplined you should be disciplined but we have to have a relationship with Christ you have to receive him you have to make him Lord over your life and and because a lot of people are in 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 the gauntlet of religion and in, in the cycle of religion and 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 just it is it is turned traditional but and it's conditional but God wants us to have a relationship a relationship with him so if you don't know what a relationship is I suggest you look it up Look it up, and that'll start your journey because we have to study. We have to know our role. We have to know our position. Man, perish for the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are perishing because we don't know what we have access to through, through the blood of Christ. The blood has covered it all, and that's an easy, uh, easy uh, test question. What does the blood cover? Everything. All. It's not a certain category. Jesus gave his life for it all. Anything that you can ever deal with that we make it seem like it's so bad. Yeah, it may hurt. But Jesus gave his life for you to overcome it. Jesus gave his life for you to get through it. Mm-hmm. He gave his life so that you can heal from hurt and pain and confusion when you make mistakes. He's granted his grace and his forgiveness for us all. That was provided because of the blood. We have to know what's the blood. We have to know what's available to us. I'm still learning what's available to us. I'm still walking out my faith. I'm still growing. I'm still developing. It's a it's a it's a lifelong it's a journey. <laughs> you know, walk with him for a few days like I got it now. <laughs> I got it, Lord, appreciate it. Catch it at the next catch it when I need you. No. Need him all the time. You know, he, he we can't treat him like a genie. A wishing well. 
No, it's a relationship. You treat them like you would want someone that you love to treat you. Mm-hmm. And how somebody that 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 claim they love you, you want them to treat you. You want them to show that love. But we have to understand truly what love is because a lot of things that we have deemed as love or acts, acts of love really are uh, acts of foolishness uh, uh, wrapped up in loyalty. Mm. That's a word. You know? But we won't know these things unless we dive into it and have a relationship with the one that knows all. And he'll tell you these things. Mm-hmm. And when he tell you these things, you ain't got to run it through nobody. Right. You just have to trust what God is telling you. You have to notice what God is telling you. Be consistent with him. Be true to him. And he'll start dropping some more gems on you. Start tossing you keys. You be catching keys. What's this for? That lock over there. Go unlock that. What's that lock right there for? Go see what it is. Go unlock it. Because if God talks tossing you the keys, it's something mm-hmm. that's good. Give you the keys to unlock it where you can get out of it. It means something's been locked. It's been off limits. He frees you up. And a lot of us need to be free from our thinking. We need to be free from ourselves. Because I'm telling you, we don't really know how selfish we are. We have a, man, we got so much stench on us, it never gets to the point to where you think you got it going on. Especially... Thinking that you did it. <laughs> Look at what I did. Look at what I got. Look at what I did. Look at what I got. But no, it's not what we need to be doing. But we're glad again that you all could join us. And um, I ain't going to hold you long because I know my wife got to share. And uh, it's like this boy lighting up over there. So we're glad to see you all in the house. But I'm going to turn it over. The scripture that I got was the Lord gave me Romans 10, 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. But let's back, let's go back. Why are we, why does that come up? So let's start from one. I'm reading out of the Amplified. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not in accordance with correct and vital knowledge about him and his purposes. For not knowing about God's righteousness, which is based on faith, and seeking to establish their own righteousness based on works, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him and his purposes fulfilled in him for granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as Savior. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law with all its intricate demands shall live by it. But the righteousness based on faith, which produces a right relationship with him, says the following. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead as we had to be saved by our own efforts doing the impossible. But what does it say? 
The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith, which we preach, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to trust in and relies on him will not be disappointed in his expectation. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord is Lord over all of us, and he is abounding in riches, blessings for all who call on him in faith and prayer. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. So this is what's leading up to that scripture. I highly recommend that you read Romans 10 tonight or sometime this week because it's talking about how our faith brings us to salvation. It's all about belief. We're living in a time where right now our beliefs are being tested. Right now our faith is being tested. Because we, we we're living in a time that tries to, to make something that is not exist, even though you were looking at it, you could smell it, taste, touch it, see it, and they're saying, oh, no, that's not what you're seeing. You're seeing something else. They're bringing about a culture of delusion to shake your belief, but you got to stand firm and say, no, I see this. I don't care what you see or what you're talking about. This is what I see. This is what it is, period. Because the enemy is, is strategic in the things that he does. So he's bringing about right now this, this strong delusion to the point where people will, will actually go against what they know to be true and have faith for what cannot be proven and what has no evidence, has nothing to back it just because that's what people say. They're, 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 they're getting the mentality, he's conditioning the mentality to go with anything, to just go along with anything based on the culture. And culture changes. You know, at one point, women could get married 13. And that was completely normal. You do that now, you're going to jail, buddy. Because the culture has changed. So we don't base our faith on culture. We base our faith on the Word of God because what the Word of God says is what's true. It doesn't matter what People are telling you or trying to bully you into thinking or trying to reason and rationalize about if God said the opposite of what they're saying, let every man be a liar and God's word be true. And so we need to know what is the basis of our salvation, because they're going to even try to get you to question that. Are you, are you really saying? I mean, I see people debating online, telling believers that they're not believers because they don't bow down to pronouns culture and transgender culture and all this anything goes culture. The world doesn't even believe in their own culture. They just pass legislation that transgenders can't compete, transgender men can't compete in the same sports as women. But this is the same world that says that they're supposed to be treated like women. See, a house divided don't, it don't stand. And the devil is always going to contradict himself. This is this is because the courts that's that's a, a system that is is, is um, 
it, it's a man-made system that at some point the basis of it was righteousness and justice and 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 fairness and making things right, but because the, the, the hand of man is in it and every man whose hand is in it is not a righteous man or a godly man, corruption comes in. And 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 now it's a system that is very corrupt. It can be still used as a tool of righteousness, but overall it's a corrupt system. So it's a worldly system. So you have the world saying, treat these you know, these men who think that they're women as women, but then the same world saying, but they can't do this. Well, isn't that a contradiction? They, if, if you want them to be treated like women, why they can't be treated like women all the way? Are you acknowledging that there's some difference? You know, they, they'll argue about everything. And, and I see these, these same worldly people trying to tell believers to question their salvation and their faith because they don't believe like they believe. And telling them, oh, no, you you hate because you don't conform. When in reality, they're projecting. Just because you don't have an opinion, the same opinion about something with somebody doesn't mean that you hate them. You know, I don't eat meat. Other people eat meat. That doesn't mean I hate meat eaters. It's because I know I'm not to eat meat. I don't eat certain foods that I'm permitted to eat. But just because I don't eat it and somebody else eats it doesn't mean that I hate them. It just means that that's not what I believe. That's not what I'm going to do. You're free to do what you want to do. You have free will. But they'll tell you that you hate them and that you're not really a believer. And and I see some believers bowing down to that. Oh, no, because I want them to feel that I love them. So to lo- so you, you think you love somebody by going along with the lies and the delusion and not in love telling them that that's not true? And you can feel how you want to feel, but that doesn't make it true. When I was a kid, I thought I was She-Ra at one point. That didn't make it true. My mom bought me a whole costume set. I put my little plastic sword and said the power of Grayskull. I, and, and really in my head, believed I was turning into She-Ra. I was going out fighting crime against ants and anything else that I could find that was within my, 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 uh, <laughs> my level. But that didn't make me She-Ra. I was in a in a land of make believe. And if I ever told my mom, well, I think I'm Shiva or my dad, I think I'm Shiva, I would get uh put in, in reality quick. You are not Shiva now. Put that costume up and do what I told you to do before you get your feelings hurt. And I got myself together quick. Did it mean that my parents didn't love me because they didn't conform and and have me get surgery to get the helmet permanently attached to my head and buy me a tiger pet and all this. No. <laughs> but that's what they want you to do. The world wants you to, to go along with the stupidity, to go along with the madness, and to, and, and to, in the name of, well, you must not love me if you don't do these things. It's like a parent. Kids want to do a lot of stuff. Kids want to eat junk food for dinner. I've had a kid ask me if they can eat ice cream for dinner before. It didn't mean that I didn't love them because I didn't give them the ice cream. It meant I love them because I know what ice cream will do if you eat a whole gallon for dinner. So just because that's what you feel you should do, and even if you feel like, oh, I'm going to be fine, I'm not going to get sick, that doesn't make it true. I know the truth. And we as believers, we know the truth, but we need to be rooted and we need to be solidified in our faith. And we need to know what makes us righteous. 
Can't nobody tell you what that you are or are not righteous. Only God has that capability. You have to know that for yourself. Because, again, we're living in times where they'll, they'll try to sit there and tell you what you're seeing and what you're not seeing. They'll try to sit there and argue you down if there's 70 genders. They'll try to tell you that gender is a social construct, even though they'll say themselves that they don't uh, believe that they are their assigned gender. Who assigned it? If it's something social, then how can you say that you were assigned something that was social? That doesn't make any sense. How come the doctors only got two options to choose from, which conforms with the word of God that says male and female, he made them? But Because well, we don't trust science, just because science, but then they want to, but psychology says that, no, that's science. That's a, a type of science. Because the, the data and the statistics know we're not doing that. If we don't trust science and we're not trusting data and statistics, that can be skewed and made up. I can make up any survey. I can survey two people and ask them one question, and they could say the same answer. And I could say the, I, the survey said that 100% of people surveyed said blah, blah, blah. That's just two people. I don't have to tell you how many people was in the survey. I could just say that 100% of the people chose this particular answer, and I would not be lying. So data and statistics, are, they're not guarantees. They're not absolute. Anybody can make data and statistics look however they want it to look. But then they want to tell you not to trust try true and proven science that we've been being taught since the beginning of time that you have an X or a Y chromosome, but now they want to bring in every other letter of the alphabet, A through Z chromosomes that don't exist. When they test a, a, a dead body, they find a dead body and they don't know what it is. It's burned up or somehow, you know, unrecognizable. They test it. One of the first things they test it to see, is it a male or a female? They don't have any way of knowing if it's anything other than that because nothing other than that exists except for in the mental. But your body is still what it is. It don't matter what your mind, what you think. You could think you're juggles the clown. But you're still going to be a male or a female. You could think that anything you want to think, but you're still a male or a female. So we need to be rooted and solid because this is just a drop in the bucket of what the madness that's going to come into the world. This is just like a test run to see how people conform. And it's going to take you being strong in your faith, and it's going to take you knowing why you're the righteousness of God, knowing why you have salvation, knowing why you are saved. Knowing why, as the scripture says, for whoever calls in the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Listen, let's go, let's take it one scripture after that, and then what's our answer call? So 13 says, but how will people call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear about a preacher, messenger? And how will they preach unless they are commissioned and sent for that purpose, just as it is written and forever remains written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things? That's how. You have a job to do. Because these people, we're living in a, a law society. These people need to be saved. But but how how they gonna call on him if they not believe? How how they gonna believe in him if they have not heard? 
How are they going to hear without a preacher, a messenger? How will they preach unless they are commissioned and sent for that purpose? Just as it is written, it forever remains written. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. So again, I urge you to read the full chapter 10 of the book of Romans. I urge you to get into your word. Yes. I urge you to strengthen your relationship with God. I urge you to seek his will for your life, not what you want to do. Not what you want to do, not trying to be comfortable, not trying to be trying to make things work out based on your appetites or what you saw on TV or you measuring against somebody else. We, we no. We don't have that luxury. Like me with Texas, I would have never moved to Texas. God told me to move here. It makes more sense. Why now? But then it didn't make sense, but it didn't need to make sense because I was focused on obedience. I wasn't focused on comfort or making it make sense or trying to figure this thing out. All I knew is God said to move here, and so I did. Even when things started going amok and awry and astray, things started falling apart, things started getting messy, started getting ugly, things started getting kooky, things started getting weird, and I still stayed because I knew that's where God wanted me to be. And things started to level and balance and get better, and I and, and I stayed. And then things started getting where I, I had some options, like, oh, I don't have to stay here. I can move somewhere else when the cost of living is cheaper. I got some money I can save up, and here I remain. Because it was never about what I wanted. It was about what does God want for my life. And this is the mode that we need to be in. What does God want for your life? It doesn't matter what your mama wants, what your pastor, what your, your, what your friends what's your bloodline, right? Because a lot of people are, are living up to expectations of family, culture, right? Heritage, tradition. It doesn't matter what those things want. The only, the only thing that's going to last is what you do for Christ, period. Period. That's what you need to be focused on. What do you want me to do, Lord? Where do you want me to be? How do you want me to earn income? What neighborhood do you want me to be in? Who do you want me to speak to? Who do you want me to involve myself in? What do you want me to release? Some people need to release some things. Some people don't have what God has for them because they're they holding on to, to something that, that God is trying to remove. But he's not going to pry it out of your, 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 your cold, dead fingers. You got to give it to him. And sometimes that's hard, but it's worth it. And people say, well, I can't I can't, because it's hard. Man, if that's how you're going to live your life, can't do what's hard, I don't know what to tell you. Life is, there's no scripture that says life is easy. If you tell me somebody that tells you that there's a scripture that says life is easy, in that same person, I'm going to show you a liar from the flaming pits of hell. No such scripture exists that says life is easy. So you're trying to figure out why is it not easy for me? Because the scripture says, and scripture don't say that. Just like there's no scripture that says God don't like ugly. <laughs> but people claim all the time. But the scripture says, no, your grandma says that. There's no scripture that says that. That's somebody's assumption, trying to talk about the character of God. What you determine is ugly might not be ugly to God. 
not subjective, based on human analysis, based on experience and background, lack of knowledge, all sorts of things. Somebody might say, well, that sure was ugly. Just like people. Somebody might look at you and think you ugly, and somebody else might look at you and think that you're the best thing since sliced bread. They might think that you're the most beautiful human being that's ever existed. So we need to know what does the word really say, and that's what we need to stand on. So when people are coming at us on something different, then you speak the word of God. If they get mad at you, they're not mad at you. They're mad at the word. You didn't make the word. Did you write it? Did it come from you? Is is any of the books in your name? Even if you have to share the same name as one of the apostles, did you write it? So why are you so afraid for what somebody's going to say about what God is saying? Because guess what? They're going to face him one day. When they die, they're not going to stand in judgment in front of you. So if they don't like what you have to say, then you simply tell them, hey, when you face God, you take it up with him. Well, I'm not going to face God. You will. But, hey, whatever, you could believe what you want to believe, but I'm not going to sit up there and debate you. Take it up with him. This is his word. You could take it up with the author. I'm just merely a messenger. And if you want it to, if you want it to make sense or you have further questions, I'm more than happy to help you. Or you, if you just keep seeking, you're going to find the answers. But you might not like what you find because it's going to circle right back to this because it's the truth. And maybe you are believing a strong delusion and you don't know how to get out of it because it's so real in your mind. You don't know, you don't know how to not believe it. But if you seek the Lord, he'll help you. It is our job to bring the good news. It is our job to bring the truth. We need to be truth bearers. We can't be burying our heads in the sand. We, we, we need to proclaim the truth. And not care what people are going to say about us. So what? Let God deal with them. Condemn those, those lying tongues that try to rise up against you. Condemn them. Disable those words of wickedness that people try to use on your life. Disable them. You have power. Use it. But we do the world a disservice if we sit around and they're just walking around just just entranced in, in, in by the lies. We know the truth and we just like, woof, man, talk about cuckoo, and we're not saying nothing. Knowing they cuckoo, knowing they're demented, throwed off, knowing it's craziness, it's madness, it's fabrication, it's lies, it's smoke screens, it's mirrors, it's pure utter madness. And we just sit, sit around and, and point it out what it is, but don't say nothing. Don't even try to help us. That's like somebody falling down a well, you got a rope, and you move that person all the way deep down that well, and you ain't even trying to help them get out. You got the rope. It's not your job to beat them into the belief, but to at least tell them. Let's pray collectively, and then let's start answering calls. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for this day, this night, another opportunity to be alive in this earth, to do your will and your work. Lord, we love and we honor you. And Lord, help us to have ears to hear the spirit of God is saying. Give us boldness that we need, Father God, to do your work and your will in these corrupted times, in these times of delusion, in these times of rebellion. Let us be a light. Let us be the salt. Let us be a, 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 a beacon of hope. Let us bring truth let us be truth bearers and let us be the, 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 the map, the road to lead people right to the feet of Jesus. 
Help us to not concern ourselves with what people are going to think, but to have a positive mindset that just maybe they'll believe, to have hope in that. Help us to use the power that we have to be able to disable, to condemn. When people use lying tongues that try to rise up against us, let us hold fast to our faith and our belief and our knowledge that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Let us keep in the forefront that if God be for us, who could be against us? We need boldness in these times, Father God. We need boldness. We need selflessness. We need not to be focused on our comfort and the things that we want, but we need to be focused on the things that you want. Our time is short. We're too busy trying to be comfortable on a world that's dying. In a time that, that's closing, in a book that's ending. But help us put things into perspective and to, to do the work that you commissioned us to do. And Lord, as we Answer calls, help us to, to decrease as you increase and, and speak, Father God, to your people. Give them what they need tonight, Father God. Lord, we just love you and honor you, and we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. What I'm going to do so we can get to everybody and make sure that we're off on time. I'm going to unmute, get your name, pray for you, and move on. Just like Randy does on Wednesday, so we can get to everybody. All right, so let's start off here, 225-454. Who are we speaking with? Hi, I'm Karen. Hey, Karen, how are you tonight? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing good. Great. I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Every Every time I hear your name, I think of... uh, like a champion for the people when I hear Karen. Now, and now the name Karen, you know, people, people hear the name Karen and think of somebody who's causing unnecessary trouble. But really your name, your, your name Karen, is a person who's going to like expose the enemy in, in people's lives and expose the enemy even in areas like your neighborhood or everywhere you're attached to. God's going to use you to expose the enemy, to expose when he's at work. Because sometimes people can't see it. They really, they don't see it. And God's going to use you to expose, to say, hey, uh-uh, I see him. That's, 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 some, that's some devil mess. That's, that's demonic. And, and use you to cast it out. Because people can't cast out what they don't know is there. They don't know. They don't know something's dirty or something's tainted. They're just trying to make it work. They're spinning their wheels. They're in quicksand, and they don't realize it. They don't know, get out. You're in quicksand, so you're going to think. That's why it's not working. You keep trying to build something, build, and it keeps getting lower and lower, and you're like, okay, let's just rebuild the foundation. Let's just rebuild the foundation. Let's just rebuild the foundation. Spinning, 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 spinning their wheels, not realizing it's not the foundation is messed up. It's the dirt. You're on quicksand. So you got to get out of that. Let whatever you put on that, let it sink to the ground and rebuild somewhere else because this is, this is some demonic mess. And that's how I, every time you call, I see that, even though that might not always be the message that, you know, when I pray for you, that comes out. But I felt the need to say that tonight, that your name, every time I hear your name, when you say Karen, I, I, I see you being like a champion.
for the people that they not they might not even realize. They they might think that sometimes you're causing problems where you're like, mm, something ain't right about that. Like, ah oh, man, leave it alone. But really in reality, there's something not right. And sometimes it's hard when you have a discernment and the, uh, the others around you they don't they don't have it. So it's so clear to you because you're you could clearly see like this is wrong, this is not right, and nobody else sees it. So you look like a troublemaker or you look like you're just making things up. And really, the fact that you're calling it out and then praying about it and, and warring with it in the spiritual is the reason why the situation ends up clearing up. And then nobody sees it as, well, Karen is the one that called it out. Karen's the one that got that thing out of there, you know, through her faith. They don't even see it. You get no recognition. But it's okay because we know we're doing work for Christ, you know, and, and God repays us. But sometimes it is kind of, you know, disheartening when you're called for certain people, groups, organizations, whatever, and they are misunderstanding you. And really, your presence is what's changing things. Your knowledge and your discernment is what's literally changing things. And they're thinking what's changing is whatever course of events happen in the natural. But really, what kicked off that course of events is you having the discernment to see it, and you taking it to the Father and saying, hey, Lord, this, this, this is some demonic mess over here. This is not right. Or this person's struggling with this, or there's something going on here, and, 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 and praying against that thing, and decreeing and declaring and speaking over it, and, you know, watering it out, watering it so the dirt comes out, and it, it, it starts to run clear, and then nobody sees it. Nobody sees it's you, <laughs> which is like, that's okay, but still, you be like, man, all the work I'm doing behind the scenes, and you guys are misunderstanding me and thinking I'm causing problems or Whatever the case may be, they might even come to you and say, see, that's being cleared up. You was worried about nothing. Like, I wasn't worried, first and foremost, but the reason why I cleared up is because it got on my radar and I prayed that thing off or I prayed that thing away or, you know, I put please plant the blood of Jesus over it or whatever you do. So just know that that, that God has called you for that, uh, which is not, you know, it's not always easy. It's rewarding because you know what you're doing. But those around you, you know, they may not understand um, that it, that you're the one that's making the difference, not whatever is going on in the natural. So let me just thank you right now for Karen, Father God, uh, turn her light up, uh, turn it up, increase the wattage of her light, Father God, so that uh, people will be drawn to her. When, when people are lost and when they're in the darkness, they're looking for the light. That's the first thing they do when the lights turn off. People look for a source of light, uh, whether it be their phone or a candle or a flashlight. They're always the first thing they do is they're looking for a light. And even the lost, dark world is doing that. They might not realize that's what they're looking for, but that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a light, which is why they're gravitating towards crystals and sage burning and witchcraft and all this other stuff because they're really looking for a light. But turn up Karen's light, Father God, so that it, it, it would be so bright that it shines brighter than all these other things that, that the enemy dangles in front of people to try to draw them in. That, that, that Karen's light will be so bright, they will see the, that the other lights are dim or they don't look right or they, they look artificial. And, and, and let her just draw people to her um, and her in turn draw people to Christ and just continue to use her, Father God, to see things and, and, and to be bold and, and speak against things when she knows something is not right to say, hey, sounds good and all, but no, there's something not right. And I don't know what it is, but I know it's not right. 
And so let me let me seek my God in prayer. Let me fast. Let me do what needs to be done because I know something's not right. Give her the boldness to say that even when all looks good from the surface, but help her to trust the discernment that's in her that tells her, nope, looks good on the outside, but once you peel that thing back, it's going to be rotten and nasty on the inside. And and you don't know until you peel it back. But even when the peel is up, well, she'll say, nope, looks good, sounds good, not good. Don't know how it's not good, but I know it's not good. Um, because in that boldness, people might initially be offended, mad, upset, whatever. They'll get over it. But they'll also remember, hey, Karen said that that thing wasn't right before we even had proof. So there's something something's going on with her, so something about her, and, and let them question her and say, hey, how'd you know that? And let her share her faith. Well, God, God revealed that to me because I'm, I'm a servant of God, and, and the sheep hear his voice. And, and if, if you want God to lead and direct your life like he leads and directs my life, let me introduce you to, to Christ. Let me teach you. Let me tell you how you can have that same type of life that I have because he's no respecter of person. So let me thank you for all the work that you've done in her life and all the work that you're going to continue to do in her life. Use her as a beacon and just turn up the, 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 the wattage in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Karen, we're going to let you go and get to the next caller. Thank you for calling in tonight. No problem. Thank you so much. Everything you said was the truth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, have a good night. All right, bye. Bye. Next is six one zero four zero two. Who are we speaking with? Oh, shalom, shalom. This is Lisa. Hey, I'm still in the hospital. Yeah, I'm still in the hospital, but I'm okay. I know we're not talking tonight, so um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying what you're what you were speaking on tonight. I'm right there with you. It's it's time. It's time mm-hmm. for us to really, really get right and get our houses in order. Yeah. I was struggling this week, um, struggling like with like why am I here? Why did I survive? Because I found out that it was like a real crazy accident that happened. The car flipped three times and everything. Oh my so, gosh. Um yeah. So it's a miracle that I'm here. I just wanna know specifically what is you know, why that happened and maybe I'll never find out. And now what? Now what? How do I go on from here? So that's where I'm at, but I'm okay. I'm alive and well. I'm just recovering because it's like I told you, I broke my neck and I um some and some some um ribs and um something in my back. So mm-hmm. so that's why it's taking so long to recover. But thank you guys. I can't You're believe welcome. I'm second in the queue. I can't believe because yeah. I didn't get to call in. <laughs> I didn't get to call in on time. So. Well, we love you, and uh, let's pray for you. Okay, thank you. Love you back. You're welcome. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Lisa, Father God. We thank you, first and foremost, Lord, that by your stripes she's healed. We thank you for the miraculous healing in her body, Father God, and in every area, uh, in her next final Father God, liver, every area that was affected um, in this accident, Lord, we just thank you for your 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 healing, not just 
any healing, Father God. We thank you for accelerated healing, Lord Jesus. We thank you that she's in the right hands of the nurses, the doctors, the surgeons, the staff. Every person involved is, is, is handpicked by you to, to do your work in the earth and to aid in, in, in her healing, Lord. And I thank you for healing even her mental. Um, when we go through traumatic situations, of course, we question why. We want to know why. But ease her mind, Father God, that despite the why, even not knowing right now that you're, you're making it work for good. That's what's important. You're making it work. You're using this um, for your glory and, and for her elevation and for her benefit. And maybe knowing the why right now wouldn't make sense, but it will make sense at some point. And we thank you, Father God, that your word is true, that when we, we come to you and we have to answer and we expect to receive an answer, that we will receive it. We might not receive it right away, but we will. And I thank you, Lord, that the why will be very clear to her when it needs to be clear to her. Uh, and, and I speak encouragement in her right now in the name of Jesus, that, that she knows without a shadow of a doubt that she's not alone. That even when, you know, everybody leaves the staff and and not only come in there periodically, it might feel very lonely, but you're there with her. That she, she's never alone. She's never alone. And Lord, give her comforting thoughts uh, and bring remembrance uh, prophecies uh, that, that they, they're still in effect. They, they haven't expired. They haven't been stopped. Um, and help her to have hope in that, hope in your spoken word, just like she has hope in your written word. And, and use that hope to help her to continue on and, and, and to gain strength and to gain um, where she's pulling herself out of, of the dark place that her mind tries to take her to, to say, wait, no, this ain't the end of my story because God told me this, 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 and this, and it hasn't happened yet, and God don't lie. So I know it's going to happen. This is where I am right now, but this ain't where I'm going to be because God has already told me where I'm going to be. And so I know that I'm going to overcome this because in order for me to reach what he told me that I'm going to reach and to be who he told me I'm going to be, I have to overcome this. So he's already let me know that this is, this is just a, a, a shadow. Like, like David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. It, it, it wasn't death. It was a valley of a shadow. A shadow is, is, is not anything like the real thing. It, 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 it might look like it because it takes on the form and the shape of it like a real shadow does, but it's not nothing close to it. My shadow is nothing close to my body. It just takes on the form and the shape of it. And so this is a shadow. This situation is a shadow. It looks like it's something that's going to that's gonna stop something, but it's a shadow. And you're with her, Father God. You're comforting her. Give her the hope and, and the comfort that she needs, Father God, to recognize it for what it is. It's a shadow. And she's walking through it, and she's going to come out on the other side stronger. She's going to come out more knowledgeable. She's going to come out with even more compassion for those who are in situations that she's in. She's going to come out with, 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 with clarity. She's going to come out victorious. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Next is 803-991. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Angela, South Carolina. Hey, Angela, how are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling in tonight. Yes, I'm glad to hear you all with us tonight. I haven't heard you all in a while. 
Yeah, so it's been a little while. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Angela, Father God. We thank you for the just, it's like I see, it's like you've been in a winter. And uh, I remember when I went to Chicago, winter is not, I, not, I had not experienced a winter like a Chicago winter, very, very cold. I, it literally felt like my bones were cold. I could feel the cold going through my skin and my muscles and my blood going straight to my bones. Um, and so I ended up going to a, a coat store out there because I brought a coat. I brought a Texas-style coat, Texas code and Chicago codes. These are not the same. So I ended up going to a coat store in Chicago and getting a coat. And when I put that bad boy on, oh, my goodness, I, 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 I didn't even feel the coat anymore. The way the coat was designed, it was long. Right, so it went like past my waist, and it had like all these different linings on the inside. And so the way the hood was set up, I could put the hood on to cover my ears, and I could pull the sleeves on it to cover my hands if need be. And when I fully utilized it, I I, I could withstand the cold. Like I, I was I was good. I could walk around in there. My face itself was still cold because I probably would need some sort of ski mask or something. But I didn't feel the effects of it anymore. And it's like I see you've been in a winter situation, and, and not your not your entire life, but but there's been a winter season in, in a particular area, and I see God putting like a coat on you, like I see a big warm fuzzy coat, so that you so that while you continue through this winter season, you're no longer feeling the effects, because sometimes we want the season to end. We're like, okay, I've had enough, but the season ends when the season ends, right? I could have said I've had enough cold. But I still was going to be cold because it was still winter in Chicago. But that coat made a world of difference because I was there for, you know, for a few days. And I was able to withstand and go out and do things. And I actually really ended up enjoying myself, even though I was uh, partially sick. I went sick. I had a cold when I went. And the cold didn't help the, the, the viral cold that I had. But I was able to. Um, take my zinc and all that kind of stuff and, and still have a good time because now the cold wasn't affecting me because I had this coat that I had purchased. So I see that this winter season, it's not over yet, but it's, it's, it's a season. But what was affecting you during that winter season, now that you have your coat, you can withstand it and you can even enjoy it. So I thank you, Father God, for Angela. I thank you, Lord, that, that you are covering her She's always been covered, but it's a different type of covering now. Um, sometimes God allows us to feel the full effect of things for, uh, for, for us to have an understanding, right? Like Terrence and I, one day we will talk about uh, all the stuff we went through um, with the family courts and the things that he went through when he was uh, uh, fighting for custody of his children. And we know now that that we went through that to have an understanding of, of the courts and how the courts work. Because if it would have went a different way, we wouldn't have never had an understanding. And, and we probably wouldn't even be able to uh, sympathize with people because it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have not have been our experience. Um, but now on the other side, even though it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, we have understanding of how that system Works, and we know that God is going to when 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 things change, it's going to be by God's hand and not the court's hand. But it has made 
um, us advocates for those who are caught up in, in that family court system. We see it for what it is and for what it's not. You know, you go in family courts and you're like, oh, yeah, it's best interest of the kids and it's all about doing what's right and what's fair. That's not true. <laughs> you think of family courts and you think of criminal courts. And if you have any knowledge of criminal courts, you're thinking, oh, yeah, you've got to have you know, evidence, and you got to back it up, where family courts don't work like that. You can go in there and say any old type of thing. And the judge will take it as the gospel, like it's written and read in the New Testament, you know? I mean, it's, it's crazy. But that was a winter period for us, and, and it, did, it did get to a point where God covered us, and it's like we weren't feeling, feeling the effects of it. And even the aftermath, the, the outcome, we're not feeling the effects of it anymore because we're covered. And so when we go into our, our, our next season, you know, with that, we're not suffering from hypothermia or, you know, what was going on in that winter because we've been covered and we, we're just enjoying our lives. And I see an area of your life where it's like that, like it's a winter season, but God is covering you so you can enjoy it. It's like my Chicago trip. I ended up very much enjoying it. Despite how cold it was, despite me not even feeling my best, I was feeling kind of crummy, you know, the first first couple days, but even God in his grace helped me to heal quickly so I could really enjoy it. Because sometimes winter don't feel so good. It's not fun. It's not sleighs and snowmen. Sometimes it's, you know, frozen fingers and itchy feet. And it doesn't feel good. And you're like, hurry up and be done. Um, but God is going to, he's going to cover, he's going to cover you so that you can enjoy even the winter, the harsh winter. So we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is four zero four four five three. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Madeline. Hi, how are you guys doing? From hey, Georgia. Madeline, you in a while. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm doing all right. Nice I really like that message. <laughs> yeah, that was straight. I mean, right before we got on, God gave me that Romans, and uh, I didn't know that's where I was going to go with it, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I went with it, and I just All right. out once I was reading something earlier uh-huh. about um, the pastor that I follow on Instagram, and let me see if I can find the post. Yeah, there it is. Whoops. He says, according to your church magazine, these are the top issues pastors are afraid to address. One, politics. Two, homosexuality. Three, abortion. Four, same-sex marriage. Five, roles in marriage. Six, the doctrine of election. And seven, hell. And he says, this explains why we're in the mess we're in. And I get it because it's like, you know, when you let God just lead you, you just say what needs to be said. Like I said, God gave me that Romans 10, 13 right before I came on, right before we came on. And, you know, you look at that scripture, I don't think we're going to start talking about transgender and all that. You know, I didn't think that's where we were going to go. But it mattered to me if somebody were to listen and, and get offended and call me a name. Oh, she's transphobic and all this. Because I'm not transphobic. I love people. I'm not afraid of yes, right. that. So the whole term to me is legit stupid to say, well, somebody that's phobic is when you study psychology, that to have a phobia means to have a fear. I'm not afraid of that. To me, it seems that they right. truth phobic because they're afraid of the truth, you know, and, and somebody, she hates 
the trans community because that's not true. But it sounds to me like they be projecting, you hate me because of what I got to say. I don't hate you because of your beliefs. I, I pity you. And I want you to come right. on over to, to, the, to the truth. And I don't dismiss right. that you very well may feel that way. I don't dismiss that because I don't know how you feel. Right. I can't prove nor disprove how you feel. I can look at your actions, and based on your actions, I can come to the conclusion that maybe you very well do feel that way because of the way you're acting. But I, I don't have no way of telling you how you feel. So if that's what you say, I've got to go along with it. But I can let you know that despite how you feel, this is the truth. You know, mm-hmm. people's mm-hmm. feelings are, 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 they change. They go any which way, like the ocean. They just, they're constantly moving. And we know that we don't walk by that, you know. And so right. this, is, this is the word for you. Now, God is really going to use you to, to say the things that, that these pastors are afraid to say. And it don't make no sense how they're afraid to say it when it's not their word. It's not. They're preaching the word of God. I don't preach the word of Tanisha. I preach the word of God. So if somebody got a problem with what I'm saying, then they got to take it up Mm -hmm. with word it is. Now, if I interject my own personal opinion and you don't like that, I can acknowledge that you don't like that, but it don't change my personal opinion. You know, just like even Paul, Mm -hmm. when he had his own personal opinion, he would say, I, Paul, say this. He he would separate what was God's word and what was Paul's word to let them know that like, this is just my mm-hmm. opinion. This, this, this mm-hmm. ain't gospel. This is my opinion. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to believe this. This is what I believe. You know, Amen. So, as believers, we need to be, and God's going to use you, Madeline, to, to, to say the things that his own called people are afraid to say because they're afraid that they're going to, they're going to call me, you know, phobic. They're going to say that I, I, I hate people. They're going to say that I don't operate in love. Who cares what they say? What their people say, don't, don't make it true. It does not turn into red, and it does not go into the New Testament. Why are we acting like just because somebody say it is the truth? People say a lot of things that ain't true. But a lot Amen. of these things I'm noticing when I listen to a lot of these leaders, especially these, you know, uh, celebrity mm-hmm. pastors, I yeah. mean, when I say they tiptoeing around stuff and trying to, well, I don't. I, I wish the gospel said no. No, ooh, no, don't say that. Don't add to it. Mm-hmm. Just say what it says. Mm-hmm. Just say what it says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To try to make people feel good and tuck them in and and pat them on the head mm-hmm. and give them warm milk. That's not what the word is for. People got the Lord twisted. They try to make it seem like Jesus is. Oh, he's coming back, and he's coming back, and he's going to be so peaceful, and he's going to be saving hearts. He's coming back as a miracle. What in the midst of the head Jesus have you put together? This is not, no. We need to be preaching the word the way the word is written and not Amen. God needs bold believers to do that, and God is going to use you to do that, and it's not even a, a tone or a, or or a a delivery speech. You could just tell somebody very politely, very kindly. That's a lie. Yeah. Or yeah. sweetheart, that's not true. Or you know, oh, well, God doesn't approve of that. God doesn't. I saw something, a clip, and I don't typically do things on clips, so I like to see the full context. But I saw uh-huh. a very well-known celebrity saying that God mm-hmm. would, wouldn't block uh, children from uh, having uh, gender-changing surgery. 
I said, this lady made yeah. it up. She made it up completely. Yeah. That is a lie yeah. from the flaming pits of hell. But somebody who's ignorant will hear that and say, oh, yeah, it's God. Yeah. God said, what God? The, 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 the one with the lowercase G? Because the capital G God. Yeah. You yeah. never said that. Yeah. So maybe you're talking about that same yeah. God that, that Elijah had came up against that was on vacation or using the bathroom or something. I don't know that one. But the God of the Bible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't talk about that one. I know he's defeated with everyone that you're talking about with that little G God, with the big G God, did say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and God yeah. needs people to speak on his behalf and speak the truth because people are using the name God. And in and, and, and the yeah. world, they don't know. They think all gods are created equal. Like if somebody says God, they think that it's the almighty God. There's a difference. And you could say God, because some people will say to me, I believe in God. Okay, but your fruit is showing me that we don't serve God. Your fruit rotten and stink. It got maggots and flies and stuff on it. So you don't think <laughs> that's the fruit of the spirit. You don't have it. Your word your, and your actions don't line up. You don't do the things that like, and, and it's not a matter of, of tearing somebody down, but I'm, I'm observant. I, I do what the word says. You know them by their fruit. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. They come to rotten fruit talking about some God. I acknowledge that you serve a God, but I'm going to also acknowledge that we don't serve the same one. So Ooh, you, you Jesus, your Savior, because that's always the difference. People want to talk about God. Terrence is making a song right now about that, that people want to talk about God, but they don't talk about Jesus. I always bring Jesus. Amen. So Amen. Jesus, your I'm Lord so and Savior, because you can say God all day. That don't mean nothing to me. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Um, really, what you're saying is is so on point because we we got to stop playing games. Just wake up. What did God did say? What is He about? Seek His face. You know, wait to hear all this doctrine and and what you were saying earlier was so on point because um, I get to uh, be invited at different churches or conferences or whatever as God send me. I just mm-hmm. don't go and say, oh, look at me. Get, uh-uh. It costs you something. It costs our Savior something. But when I had the heart of God to know that hell is real mm-hmm. and that you're going to spend eternity, whether you know or not, and, and, the, and the leaders, the preachers are not, they're easily sliding out the back door. So mm-hmm. I went and I was at this um, revival and I came in and um, they brought their bishop um, said that they wanted to hear me, you know, they, because they come from everywhere when they say prophetic or, or this, they'll come, they'll, they'll hear stuff. And I had the word in me. I went before the Lord. When I stood up to open my mouth, he filled it. And he was talking about the sins in his house. Mm. And the scriptures were backing up, you know, Levi, his sons, it was prostitutes in the house. They were eating his sons, and he wouldn't correct it. He, he, you know. And so when I went, remember, to speak what God was saying, the bishop grunted. And mm. matter of fact, 
I had relatives that was in headship of position uh, position as pastors and apostles, and they were embarrassed, kind of. But God exposed them, and the people came up for prayer, got set free, and it was just like you're saying, the agenda. I I I wasn't sugarcoating it, nor was I rude. I spoke what God told me to speak, but the people got set free, and deliverance broke out. And I said, "Well, hey guys, you know y'all in the faith. I let let's work. Um, I'm not the only one down here working. You know, you cast these demons out. Tell them the truth. You know, mm-hmm. but they'll tell you who you are." And so that is so right and encouraging because, as uh, Tanisha said, it doesn't matter. I've had family and friends to, you know, ease off to the side, embarrassed. That, no, I just know the truth, and you're not going to, as long as the word is saying and the revelation of it and God, he, he confounds his word. So, mm-hmm. yes, um this is time. This is what I'm missing. This is what I I hunger and thirst for. That we will be bold and willing to set people free, loving your neighbors as yourself, loving God with all your heart. And um, it, it's just time to tell people the truth. This is this this is crazy. It it and and when we um, they're getting their. Um, Preaching license over the internet. I'm, I'm this, I'm that, and you know. And I said, well, God called me and then ordained me the, the minister's word, but, but we don't need this and and more prayer, standing and fighting in prayer and walking in the spirit, and I do it on my job, and even those that are around me, they say. God, like you were saying, God, and they don't bow their head to pray over their meal. Okay, that's fine for you, but I'm going to, I said, hey, guys, let's pray, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. over the meal. And then when trouble comes, they're, hey, Miss Battle, da-da-da-da, you know, Madeline, da-da-da-da. And I'm looking at them, but they just don't want him, and I said, Lord, just don't go, Jesus. I, I appreciate all that you do and whatever it costs, and it does cost us. But mm-hmm. the reward is so rewarding. Yes. And it's so rewarding that you can see right before you lives turned around uh, or people. And I've had them sit at my, um, I'm going to tell you this real quick. Um, there was a, a patient of mine had come in. And the staff, they were laughing because he was transgender, and he was just all out. And they said, call him K, she, mm. you know. And so they set me up to give me the patient because that patient was very honorary and said, I'm Mrs. K. You can call me K or Mrs. K. So they, they set me up. <laughs> they said, oh, let's see. Their they're little, uh, the little laugh is, let's see what the preachers are do like that. I don't walk like that. And so they thought that I was going to just really 
you know, start preaching and looking up and down and then one of them. So they were sniggering and, and God was talking to me. And so when I went up there to call the person's name, they were on pins waiting for me to say, Miss Kay. <laughs> and I went up and I said, Smith, <laughs> we're ready for you, Smith. They came in, and I introduced myself. They, they, they got in my chair, and we got to talking, and I got to talking, and I just turned into a mama, but I turned into who I believe in Christ. I said, I said, you're right. So I was talking to him, and I, and he was talking about his hair and this and that. And I said, you know, God knows who you are, you know. And he looked at me. He said, it's something about you. I like your vibe. Dude. I said, honey, I said, uh, son, I said, that's what it's said. I said, son, it's not vibes. It's God. I said, when you were coming up as a boy. But anyway, God was in the room. We had a wonderful conversation. He was laughing and he was saying, yeah, I had a real rough life. I said, mm-hmm. I, I can tell. I said, but it doesn't change who God says you are. Right. And so, and he hugged me. And from that, I've been calling him Smith, and his name was Eric. <laughs> I said, hey, how are you? He said, hey, how are you? I said, I'm great. But I planted the word, and God will do the rest. And I wasn't afraid. And my haters that set me up thinking, you know, because it it wasn't like, and I said, shame on you. But it also goes in Matthew 25 or 31, it's around in 25, or how Jesus said what you didn't do for him. There's the right side of Christ and there's the left side. And that's the one who said, when you fed me, when you, when you, you visited me, these are the things we should not be afraid of. Mm-hmm. We should tell the truth because he did it for us. And I'm so grateful that I said, Lord, as long as you give me your will, I'll bite up because it's not worth it. It's not mm-hmm. worth it to uh, sugarcoat stuff or afraid to tell them the truth, that means you're shameless or your God, which is Christ, has been been given grants, Lord and King of Kings. So thank you, Tanisha. Thank y'all. I'm so glad um that y'all were on tonight. It it just it all it did was <laughs> it just added more excitement of what God is about to do and uh walk in the spirit and be in love one another in the faith and the family of God because we're bold and uh, we're caring and loving, but he is coming back, but we just got to prepare and our children and pray mm-hmm. and, and go look in the, your stranger, look in these people's eyes and let them see God, see Christ operating in you and not be afraid because this flesh, this it, it's worth nothing. Worth nothing. So thank you. Thank you so much for the word tonight. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. 
You're welcome. Thank you for calling in and thank you for sharing that story okay. because you didn't cower in fear. You you let God lead you. You wasn't concerned about offense. You just like Lord, let let me you know tell me what to do, and He did, and you won the man over to where you can yeah. even call him by yeah. his God, you know his 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 God assigned gender name, and not yeah. trying to argue you down and call him Ms. Whatever. And so people need to hear that, that a lot of believers, they, when they, especially with that community, they don't know how to move. They become scared and paralyzed. And that spirit of fear comes on them, and and God hasn't given us no spirit of fear. So we got to just make ourselves available and say what God says and not worry about offense because God knows the heart. So he knows what to tell you to say that's going to pierce that person's heart and catch their attention. So thank you for sharing that. We we need to hear that. We need to be mindful that God loves every single body. We, there's nobody that we need to be intimidated by because if Christ is not intimidated by their sin, we don't need to be intimidated by their sin. We need to just make ourselves available and love them and be the extension of God because, like I said, God, that person might have had a hard life, but that didn't stop God's plans for him, and he hasn't stopped God's plans for him. The minute he wants to step into God's plans for him, it's a go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And y'all just continue to do the work of the ministry and be on this line telling us the truth and building up our faith and encouragement to be uh, true believers and warriors in Christ because we're the family of God. We're not rejected. We've been adopted. And we're just I'm just glad that y'all are on and bless all of you and those that are needing an encouragement. Do listen with your heart and have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Madeline. We love you too. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. We got seven minutes. Still quite a bit of color, so I'm not even going to unmute you. I'm just going to pray over your area code prefix and keep it going because I want to get you all. 870-415 is our next caller. Lord, we thank you for 870-415. We thank you, Father God, for just the coming the coming into. Um, it's like I see you coming into, in, into who you really are, coming into the fullness of who you are. Because part of our life journey, we're, we're, we're becoming, right? We're becoming who God has assigned us and created us to be, and we're undoing um, teachings of the world, hurts, past experiences, um, familiar expectations. Uh, and I see you really becoming, like you really coming into to the fullness of who you are. Like even myself, I don't even believe that I've come into the fullness of who I am because I know that there's gifts in me that God is, um, they're, they're there and I believe them. I have faith for them, but I know that God is going to activate them in a way, just like how my prophetic gift, I've always had it, but I was never able to flow in it the way that I'm able to flow in it now all the time. Like it was like bits and pieces. And so God has strengthened me in the prophetic gifting. Um, and I know that I have a healing um, gifting too, that, that God is developing in me. And at, at some point I will be able to flow in it the way I flow in, in the gift of prophecy. And I see you really becoming like, like the, like who God has created you to be, you really flowing in it. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I longed for this moment where I could prophesy over people because um, God had told me from the beginning that that's who I was. I didn't have the ability, like all believers have the ability to prophesy, right, at some point because God can use them how he wants to use them. But then there's people who are called to be prophets. 
And God told me in the beginning of my walk that I was a prophet. And I didn't want it. But then when I did want it, I didn't flow in it the way that I flow in it now. was when God kind of would pick and choose who I would prophesy over. And it wasn't until I acknowledged it one time when one of Terrence's friends just called me out and said, are you a prophet? I had never met this man, never laid eyes on him a day in my life. And it's like that was my, my, my crossroads moment. And when I said yes, from that day forward, I flowed in it. And I see you really becoming, becoming fully who, who God has, has called you to be. And, and, and you'll still have room to grow, right, and, and to develop and to, to, to get better. But you're, you're going to really experience that where you really feel like, okay, this, this is me. This is me. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 608-960. Lord, we thank you for 608. Hold on, let me make sure I put that down. I don't want to miss anybody. 608-960. Uh, <clears throat> I just thank you for the uh, for the protection. Um, I see you really seeing the protection of God, really understanding, really operating in it, really flowing in it. Because we know that as believers, right, we know we're protected um, but but sometimes certain circumstances come up and we really, really know, like, man, that was nothing but the protection of God because, you know, everything's falling apart all around me and, and, and it didn't touch me. You know, I saw recently like a tornado or something that hit and it leveled like all these houses, but this one house was standing and we'll come to find out it was a house of a believer. So it's like, man, if that's not showing the protection, I don't know what it is, but I see you really <clears throat> seeing the protection of God um, fully where you're like, I know that I know that I know that God protected me and protects me. Um, it's going to give you faith and confidence for where he's calling you. Because when you know that God protects you, then you're really bold in no matter what he tells you to do or calls you for, because you know he's going to protect you. So even if it looks like he's putting you in a situation or pl- taking you to a place that would be, from the world standpoint, dangerous, you know that that's not going to affect you because God's going to protect you. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Next, 251-229. Lord, we just thank you for 251-229 for just the uh, the breaking. I see the Lord breaking breaking you. Um, and, and, and that's not always a bad thing, right? Sometimes when something, even like let's say somebody breaks their arm and they never got any medical care, and so the bone fuses back and it fuses back crooked. And it's causing all these problems, it's causing all these pain because it was never properly addressed in the first place. Well, sometimes when you go to the doctor, they will re-break. <laughs> they will re-break your arm so that they can monitor it and that they can ensure that the bones fuse together properly so that now you have total healing. And sometimes in life, that's what happens. We're going through things. We're trying to self, you know, self-help, you know, right, self-fix. We don't have the ability to fix ourselves because um, sometimes we don't want to acknowledge things. Um, and only uh, true freedom comes from the truth. So I see God breaking you so that you can heal properly, so that you can heal properly. Um, and and, and, and we, we all need that sometimes. We all need that. We, we all want to be properly healed because all healings ain't created equal. Because, again, if something breaks and you don't get the proper treatment and it heals all, you know, jagged and bro- broken and, and, and messed up and, and now it's causing you problems, then, yeah, technically you're healed, but not really because it's still causing you problems. But when God does a work, he does a complete work. So allow him, invite him to break you so that you can be totally and properly healed. In Jesus' name, amen. 954-580. Lord, we thank you for 
804 uh, for experiencing the miraculous. Um, I, I see God doing something miraculous for you and you experiencing the miraculous. Um, I've seen God move. I've seen God do some miraculous things. Um, and it's always a beautiful thing, but I see you you really seeing that um, and, and walking in that where you know it's God. I, I had a time in my life where I was supposed to have a surgery, and it, it, and by the time I went to get the consult, uh, the, the tumor was completely gone. That was something miraculous. I mean, that tumor was growing at rapid speed where I was going to my doctor weekly, and he was just so concerned because it just kept getting bigger and bigger very quickly. And when I went to go get the um the the like the measurements and all that kind of stuff for them to do another type of uh, ultrasound to get the size and the, the dimensions and, and where it was located and all that kind of stuff for surgery the thing was completely gone miraculous and I see you walking in that in the miraculous so let it be done in Jesus name amen nine zero three eight zero eight Lord we thank you for nine zero three eight zero eight for just the faith realm um, increasing because um, you know we have measurements some people got little faith some people got big faith. And uh, your faith is really like a magnet that attracts the things that God has for you. Because it's not about what God can do. It's what can you believe for. And I see your measure of faith being increased so that you can start believing for bigger, for more, uh, for more, right? Believing for bigger, believing for more, believing for things that, are, that, that, are, that seem even more impossible. Um, but don't try to operate outside of your faith. It's okay to have small faith in something or medium faith or whatever because your faith could be built, right? Like what you got ain't just what you're going to die with, right? <laughs> you know, as we, as, as we grow in our faith in Christ, as we grow in our walk, we, our faith increases. And I see God increasing your faith so that you can believe for more. And the reason why you're going to believe for more is because you're going to get more. You're going to experience more. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 754-255. Well, we thank you for 754-255 for just really having a supernatural encounter with you um, to where there's no doubt that you're real. There's no doubt that you're for them. There's no doubt that you do the things that you said you do. There's no doubt that the miracles, the healings, the prophecies, none of that has, has died out, right? Sometimes we're like, oh, you know, maybe... No, no, maybe. Like, God is the same uh, uh, yesterday, today, and forever, and he's going to prove that to you. He's going to prove that to you. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, last is 832-231. Lord, we thank you for 832-231 for just the soothing comfort of the word, the, the soothing comfort of, of your presence. I see God really soothing you um, in areas. Sometimes life uh, burns us, right? Just like when you burn on a stove. Um, you have to soothe the burn, right? Usually people throw butter on it or something um, because it's soothing. Um, they put aloe vera um, on a burn uh, to help it heal and to soothe it. And I see God really soothing you. Soothe. Look up that word, soothing. Soothing. Because sometimes life does burn. Um, sometimes life does sting. But uh, God will soothe you. And, 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 and with soothing uh, comes healing. So, um, and, and then when, we, when we're in the care of God, God makes everything work out for good. So nobody can burn us to the point where it's going to take us out or it's going to stop anything. All it does is it's a setup for us to be better, for us to be stronger, 
for us to be more sympathetic, empathetic, for us to be more understanding of people. Like the things that, that life tries to do to us, what, what it tries to set up for, for our evil, God turns it around uh, for our good. So know that you're being soothed and, 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 and strengthened and you're being perfected and, and, and you're being bettered in Jesus' name. Amen. That's everybody with their hand up. Thank you very much for calling in tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we love you all. God bless you. Be sure to call back in um, to Randy's show at 845. He has a different call-in number. His call-in number is, hold on, let me pull it up. <clears throat> Randy's call-in number is 319-527-6737. Call at 845, hit one, get into the queue. On Wednesdays, he typically prays over everybody. Um, he does, in fact, unmute, get your name, pray over you, get to the next caller after he gives his message. Messages have just been on fire. If you're part of the um, where he texts you, part of his text thread, he's been texting clips of prior prophecies that he gave years ago that we are now seeing has happened. Um, so God is really confirming his word. You're, you're plugged in to the right place. You're plugged into uh, a place where uh, God's prophets are. We love God. We are allowing God to use us, and we are not afraid to speak the words of God. So uh, continue to pray for all of us. Pray for this ministry, and we will continue to pray for you. Till next time, we love you all. Good night.